repping the GCP. DJ Justoki, big up yourself. Selector! Bruh, 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 bruh! Bruh, bruh! Reload on this one! Reload inside, Selector! Ta 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 From across all corners of our fair planet Earth, welcome to the Gaming Cult Podcast. Worldwide opinions on obscure and up-to-date gaming talk culture and decree for today and yesteryear. You love it, my boy. My boy. Hello and welcome to episode 27 of the Gaming Cult Podcast. I am your host, Jake Innes from sunny Sydney, Australia. Uh, joining me from San Diego, California is Eric Badur. Bonjour. It's not the word you thought I was going to say. Bonjour to you too, sir. And also Brian Abishaka. Hello, Brian. Hello. How are you, Brian? I just said hello to everybody. Nope. Brian's doing well. He just has to talk into the microphone. Mm-mm. I'll hello. watch TV. Hello, Brian. Hello. 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 Joining us from Sydney, Australia, we have Zach. G'day. Just a Zach. <laughs> <laughs> Went with the stereotype. G'day, g'day. And how you going? <laughs> Can't. Did you, do you ever used to have to sing that in primary school like I did? Nope. You never sang G'day, G'day? Nope. Oh, this is, you're a lucky boy. But we did sing Waltz like Matilda. Bad days, bad days. Bidet, bidet. Bidet. <laughs> we all, I remember when they got the whole school, like the whole assembly to sing Land Down Under once on Australia Day, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. But you used to Wait, sing, what? used to sing Waltz Matilda. Oh, yeah. But it's like, if it's primary school children singing Waltz Matilda, it's at like half speed. Yeah, and we don't understand what the fuck it's about, but yeah. it's... Once a, uh, what eight-year-old, what, what four-year-old or f- six-year-old understands once a jolly swagman camped by a billabong under yeah, the like... shade of a bar tree? Yeah, exactly. It's like, is that some Kanye West shit or something? Or I'm a 26-year-old man and I don't know what any of that means. Yeah, I, just, I, understood, he, I understood swag, so it's like base god shit, right? And, <laughs> and he sang as he watched and waited for his Billy Boiled. You'll come along singing Tilda with, sing me. Tilda with me. Podcast. Yep. I've never heard that song before, I don't think. Uh, we sang it, but I don't remember the words. I don't know why we sang it at all. Why did you sing? Oh, you know what? My my elementary school did like like different continents each year that they would do like a focus on, and each classroom would be countries within that continent. And one year we did Australia, and then we had to do like different cities from Australia. So for that one year, we learned songs like Waltzing Matilda. What city were you? I don't fucking remember. There's not there's not really any songs that are particular to a city, though. That's the thing. New South Wales. Yeah, the city of New South Wales. I I asked Brian if um, there was ever a time he like they did Antarctica as like the continent, but nothing. Mm-mm. We never did. We do own a lot of Antarctica. It's true. Yeah. Do you, you really? Guys, yeah, we do. Yep. We you guys own some of it too, but we own most of it. Huh. I think. You guys sounded way too proud about that. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> we own so much of Antarctica, guys. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. What do you do with it? Yeah, what do you do with it, Jake? Research ice, research water, research seals. We have those in San yeah. Diego. We don't even need Antarctica for that. Yeah. It's all on our homeland. Uh, no, fuck. <laughs> Sometimes they climb up on boats and sink boats, like big boats. Yeah. As for New South Wales, 
I'm pretty sure it was called New South Wales because first off it was New Wales and then they realized that it was in the Southern Hemisphere so they're like, okay, it's New South Wales. Uh, wow. What's another city sense. that's really big in Australia but nobody Melbourne. like really... Well, uh, that nobody really what? That like uh, me as like an American would like really know about because I don't know, like Sydney, Melbourne, New South Adelaide. Wales... There's Adelaide in South Australia. Oh there's, yeah, Adelaide. I know Adelaide. Is that the is that the city you are? No. no. What? No. Brisbane. There's Brisbane. Brisbane. Okay, I've heard yeah. of that. Is, is that where you go on Darwin? Darwin in Northern Territory. Yeah. Darwin is not a city. <laughs> it is too. You it can't is say not. That it's, it's like it's a city made of corrugated iron. That's not a city. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've been to Darwin and it is a uh, it is a modest place. It is a how modest many, city. How many dollars did you give out? <laughs> I didn't. I gave out minimal dollars. I was under the legal age. But you gave out some dollars. <laughs> I gave out no dollars in Darwin. Damn. <laughs> There were no bus rides were taken on my behalf. You know what's great? No, 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 no emergency trips to take someone's grandma to the hospital on account of any of my dollars. This is so over the head of everyone who is not from Australia. This is great. This is the universal language of someone asking you for a dollar, my friend. (laughs) Yeah. Uh So, guys, how's the weather in San Diego? Uh, it's been warm, but foggy. Uh-huh. Yes. Completely foggy. Um, I actually haven't been here the last couple of days, because I just got back from uh, Las Vegas. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. Uh, dude, you did Vegas? I did it. I haven't heard Pinhead. of it. It's new. Vegas is new. Is I it? I went at the Monte Carlo, and um, I saw... Hey, shh, listen. Everyone at home, get real close to your headphones real quick. Okay. Shh. Okay. I saw I saw boobs. What? Don't I know. I know. Zach, you okay? I saw, I saw like I haven't seen or touched a boob in my life. That's nuts. I've where I've touched now I've touched both real and fake. Where did you touch Wait, the so boob? Not, not only did you see the boob, but you touched the boob. But where did you touch the boob? Did you touch it like on the chest? In Las Vegas. I touched it right on like you know how like it's on like the side. So like, like an the inside. Un- like, so under, like an like underside a, cup or like, like a like under the armpit. Yeah, well no, like like the like like the ins like the cleave like the like the cleave. Like the inside. So like the space between Yeah. So you're saying You know that it's- song uh like space between us, it's kinda like that. But space between breasts. Right. The gap the gap between breasts, the greater it becomes does that insinuate certain things socially? Yeah, the hot. Yeah, the hotter she is. So the like, higher, the higher and farther apart the breasts. Uh huh. Gorgeous. So like on top, resting atop of each shoulder per se. Almost yeah, like like pauldrons. Like yeah, yeah, like um. Like shoulder pads. Pauldrons. You know, like Paula Poundstone type suits in like the eighties. Yeah. I want that, but tits. <laughs> I'm sorry, my friend Derek. I still have no idea what breasts are. I I saw I saw so. But where'd you see them? In Vegas. Where in Vegas? On the strip club. How's Vegas, uh. Eric? <laughs> 
it's it's fun. Vegas is fun. It was a uh, it was a big party that uh, everyone was there and, and drinking because it was St. Patrick's Day, and uh, we just had a really good time. Were people putting green food dye in beers and making them? Yes, that's a thing. Mm. That is something we do here in America. That's a shame. I I mean I guess it just makes it just makes the puke look different. Yeah, that's true. Zach, did you have a green beer? I had green beer, and there was no difference. And I was like, "Hey, I, I don't want to dye my beer," and she just did it anyway. <laughs> she was pretty much like, "No, have fun. It's St. Patrick's Day." And I was like, "Are you serious?" I asked for, but oh well, it was. I promptly grabbed the green beer, and I didn't want to have an argument with a woman because that's really petty over green food dye and something. So right. you, feel, you feel like you um, appropriately celebrated your Irish heritage? Yep, totally. Okay. I 100% celebrate and endorse the Irish. And your Irish heritage. And my Irish heritage. And, and the, Irish privilege. And the Irish heritage that everyone claims on St. Patrick's Day. Yep. I'm like 50-50 I'm like on if I support Irish people. I just love the people who have like the flag capes and like the big green hat and they're all in green and they're like oh yeah so you're Irish and they're like yeah my great great grandfather was half Irish <laughs> <laughs> oh, well there's got to be some Irish somewhere Zach, there Zach in between the half Scot and half uh, uh, Croat in there somewhere oh my scrotness yeah it's half Scottish half Croatian half Irish that's oh, right yeah yeah Brian, what what percent Irish are you? One. Hundred. <laughs> None. I couldn't. I could. I couldn't be further from Irish. Well, I mean, technically, I'm I'm American. Like in California, like Lebanon's probably way closer to Ireland. So, I mean, now, like right now, currently, uh, you probably couldn't be farther. Wow. I was born in America. Meh. Up for debate. Uh, Everyone's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> On St. Patrick's Day, everyone's Irish. Aaron go bra, right? That's those are the that's what you say on that day, right? That's right. It's like that reminds me of 2006. There was the World Cup, and everyone, every man and his dog in Australia, started going, "I'm Italian. I'm Italian, and we are in the World Cup. Yes, we are the best." And then <laughs> two years later, they got absolutely smashed in the Euro Cup, and everyone's like, <laughs> and people who were going, "Oh yeah, you, are you Italian?" They're like, "No, no, no of course not." My, like maybe my grandmother was Italian, but I'm not. So, yeah, but the whatever. dog stuck to it. Huh? Yeah, the dog is still Italian. Yeah, the dog is still Italian. Like <laughs> he goes late, Lady in the Tramp, every night. Yeah, spaghetti scene. Oh, every night. Eats every spaghetti night. with the, Brian almost choked on water. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> hey, Lady in the Tramp's a pretty funny movie. Do, do you know about Derek Acosta and his renaming of Lady in the Tramp to Spaghetti Mutts? <laughs> 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 I had forgotten about it up until right then. Derek decided that he doesn't like that name, Lady in the Tramp. No good. So now it is Spaghetti Mutts. Oh, that's fucking brilliant. Uh, Derek, well done. Hey, Zach. Uh, you yeah. had a... Sh Jake, shut up. Okay. Zach, you had a green beer. What was the beer that they dyed green? Because I'm sure it's like a low-quality shit beer, but what kind was it? Um, it was Heineken, because the person seemed to think when it was Irish when it's actually from the Netherlands, the fucking idiot, but, oh, well, it's... I didn't want to be, like, have you guys ever heard of, from... have you guys ever read Green Eggs and Ham? Yes. Yes. 
I didn't want to be like that guy. I didn't want to be the green eggs and ham guy and be like, I do not like them, Sam. I am. And like, <laughs> I considered it for a second, but then I remembered I could not remember like a whole book of green eggs and ham. Right. There's something about. A, did you hang on? Did you drink the beer with a fox in a box? No, but did wow, I like? Fuck up, homie. <laughs> did, I, did I like it here or there? I don't know. Did I like it anywhere? Doctor Seuss. Like, what, what's the what's like the low quality beer in Australia? Because in America we have Miller Light, you have Bud Light, and you have Coors Light. Those Could, are like the big three. Any light beer, basically. Yeah, Natty Ice and stuff like that. You know. You guys have like Puffs Blue Ribbon, which is really cheap as well. Yes. Yeah. We have Puffs Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Do you drink? Do you drink it to look do I cool? Drink it? Yeah. Do you? No, it, I drink it because it's cheap. Yep. Ah. Because they recently started importing it into Australia, and guess how much that they're charging per case of it. How much? Wait, what size case? Like, <coughs> they import Pat's Blue Ribbon. Yep, at Dan Murphy's, forty to I think it was forty-eight to fifty dollars per case. Fucking hell! What the fuck? Wait, and how many beers in a case? Twenty-four. What the fuck? It is For not worth a quarter beer. of that. I know. A it's because it's because everyone sees it. Yeah, it's everyone sees them drinking it on Tumblr. So everyone down at fucking. Everyone over in the sort of hipper neighborhoods has to drink that shit now while they're listening to their Mumford and Sons and the the, the, the reason the, sh I don't the know shitty people, Beatles and the, the shitty Beatles. It's not just an ironic name. Uh, I don't know if people understand the reason why Pabst Blue Ribbon got popular. It it's a cheap beer. It's a cheap beer that broke like crust punk kids and shit like shit kids who go to bars buy it because it's two dollars for a tall boy or at least it used to be mm. and yeah, so yeah. It, it was super cheap super cheap super cheap and then it became like a hipster thing and now it's a thing where it's like oh yeah you look cool when you drink pastel urban but really you look like an asshole i just <laughs> i drink it because you can still find it cheaper than most beers but if i find a beer cheaper than that i get that Do old milwaukee oh. <laughs> have they tried to like rebrand it or make bring out like a special edition nope. or anything <laughs> There is a, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, there is a professional wrestler who is sponsored by Pabst Blue Ribbon. He has Pabst Blue Ribbon trunks, he wears Pabst Blue Ribbon gear, and he goes to appearances. Like, ooh, this guy named, I think it's Eric Cannon. What's his back? What's his backstory? Like, he is a man who, oh, here's his backstory. Like, in, in canon, in canon, his canon oh, okay, backstory, yeah. yeah. Okay, his, his in-canon backstory is he emailed Pabst Blue Ribbon and said, hey, would you guys ever do, like, a sponsorship for a pro wrestler? And they said, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> how, how inspiring. How inspiring. No no, no family feuds, no deaths with amongst friends. No thousandth Soviet Russian coming to destroy America. <laughs> <laughs> no, will you pay me money to wear this? Yes. Done. <laughs> That's deep, man. That's that's creative. Capitalism, man. Yeah. Uh, so that's fifty dollars a case. Yep. Insane. Uh, but Australian cheap beers, because this is a gaming podcast. Gaming cool podcast. Gaming we are uh, like twenty minutes in. No gaming talk. Yes. Go ahead. Episode twenty-seven. Uh, we do have our cheap beers. Uh, Cooper's Draft. Wouldn't would you not say? I mean, we don't have cheap beers really. Oh, Carlton Cold. Carlton Cold. Yeah, Carlton Cold. Uh, Victoria Bitter, which is, th these are all popular beers. C Carlton Draft, they're all shitty beers with preservatives in them and whatever, and they're still not that cheap. 
If you but go to like are... the liquor, where if you go to a liquor warehouse, like Dan Murphy's, they usually have a beer that they've imported that uh, tastes like absolute shit, but it's really cheap, like Otinga. Amps, is... There's the there's the very uh, miss there's the very vaguely labeled Amsterdam Lager, which is thirty dollars yep. a case, or twenty eight dollars a case. Amster yeah, Amsterdam Lager. Yeah, it's it's bad, man. It's really bad. But uh, I... we we get we get too many good beers over here to. Yeah. Be bothered about it, you know, all the Coopers and... We have some awesome microbrew too, which is... But one of the cheapest beers, and one of the best beers, uh, especially that you get in Sydney, is Tui's Old. It is a black beer, and it is drank by 60-year-olds, and it is one of the best beers in Australia, so... Really? Fuck, fuck Tui's new... Long live to his old cunt. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. To I've never old. tried it, but it just looks like they've mopped up, like they've absorbed the moisture from like the carpet of the pub in a shamwow and like emptied it into your glass. <laughs> yeah, man. That's that that's that great. It, it that's weirdly it, specific. It tastes like an ashtray, and it is the best beer you'll ever have. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's it's a man's drink. If I was you, gonna. If you're a man. Exact who enjoys the company of other men on occasion. Ah. Uh, to his old. Thank you very much. I thought it was like if you were 70 and you had your wife who you regularly took up to the pub and your kids are really ashamed of you and you blow your pension on pokies and then you settle for like middies of old. Now, see, now that you are no longer a teenager, Zach, you have yet to learn about the realm of to his old and how That's good a true. fucking beer it is. I'll have a look. But Eric, results. you were going to ask a question? Oh, I was going to say, um, when you said, oh, we have some really good microbrews down mm. here, I was going to get, like, really defensive and upset because San Diego is, like, microbrew central. It's fantastic. But then I, I, love I it. But then I realized, like, that's stupid. So I didn't get all the things. <laughs> but I wanted to tell that I was going to be, but I decided to be above it. You were about to lose it at a 20-year-old child who takes... A <laughs> 20-year-old <laughs> child! <laughs> who takes joy in aggravating others I was gonna get internet. mad, and then I went, not worth it. Not today. Yeah. You're right. You were totally right. It is never worth getting angry at me. Er Eric? <laughs> yes. Eric Bedeau, what is yes. your pro-wrestler canon backstory? My pro-wrestler canon backstory? Yeah. I don't know if I have one. Make I've, one. I've, You've never thought of it. Well, I've thought of it, but it's never, like, good enough. So I delete my created wrestlers in the WWF games because uh -huh. it's like, this is stupid. All I can think is that I want the gimmick American Tiger Terry Modesto. That's what I want. And I'm not an actual tiger, but I use the fighting spirit of the tiger as my strength. Nice. And you warm it up with a, are you okay? I, I might, but who knows? Who knows? Oh, that's... Who would... I actually, I actually don't want to, I, I don't want to be a wrestler. I want to be a pro wrestling manager. Okay. Okay. You just want to, you just want to be able to freak out basically. Do you sometimes well, you step know... into the ring? Like yeah, just on occasion? You, you know what Zach just described? How he's like, oh, I get like a real kick out of like making people mad. That's, I just want to be a pro wrestling manager that does that, that goes and makes the crowd upset and calls him a, bu a bunch of drunk hicks <laughs> idiots it's backwater town NASCAR lovers it's 
Exactly. Yeah. And I, I stayed in a, a hotel an hour and a half away from here just so I wouldn't have to see your stupid, ugly faces before I even got in this arena. Boom! <laughs> 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 much, man. Yeah. And th but then the payoff is I keep getting away, I keep getting away, and then eventually I get beat up. He gets what's coming to him. Exactly. And that's even the, the payoff is that making you mad until finally the good guy gets me. Even the ref wails on Terry. Yeah, see? That's what I like. I get involved, I'm not supposed to, and the ref sends me to the back, and the crowd cheers, and I go, What? This is outrageous! Outrageous! And I have to go to the back, and then my guy loses. Yes. Ugh. People are throwing those patch blue ribbon empties at you left, right, and center. Yep, that's what I, that's what I'm hoping for. Jake, what's your wrestling backstory? Um, yeah. oh god, I just I have to model it on Urezo Ramon, not See. because I know anything about the world of Japanese wrestling at all, uh -huh. just just because of his other oh, old. Sorry, you talked about wrestling. Fucking idiot. Is it not? Is he? Is he not Razor Ramon? Razor, he is. He is Razor Ramon. Okay, he is also Hadoge. Uh, no, that's a different. That's a different thing. Razor Ramon was a wrestler in the 90s. But, no, but Hadoge was, he is a Japanese wrestler as well. I, it, does he wrestle? Does he, he actually wrestle? Yeah, yeah, that's how, he, that's how he got famous, from being a Japanese wrestler. Oh, I thought, I thought he got famous by wearing the super tight shorts and, like, thrusting at people. No, before that, he was actually a Japanese wrestler. I've never seen him wrestle. I, I might have to look that up. Yeah, man, yeah. I'm not big. I apologize. I'm not huge on the Puru Desu scene. Um, uh, I don't really identify with uh, with Joshi or uh, AKA Women's Japanese Wrestling. Uh, I do watch it on occasion, but uh, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan. I think Ebison is fantastic, and I think there are guys in the Japanese scene like Prince Devitt who are uh, very good. But again, I don't follow it. You're welcome, women. Coming soon on the Japanese Nintendo 64. <laughs> So how's the weather in San Diego, fellas? <laughs> it's it's warm, but it's been foggy. It's it's been like it's been like the mid seventies Fahrenheit, so that makes it like the mid seventies Celsius. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just subtract thirty two. That's how you do it, right? No, I just keep them the same. Oh, okay. Parody. Video games. Mm -hmm. Gaming Code Podcast. Uh, so there have been some video games coming out, and we have played those video games. So, fellas, what do you think about those video games? They're okay. I like them so far. If we were to name one out of the video games that came out, this there's a video game, and it's it came out, and it is Metal Gear Rising. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you've played that video game. I have. And. Tell us what you think about that video game, and we can even find out, too. I like it a lot, and uh, I think it has a lot of fun mechanics, and the story is silly because it's made by Platinum Games, and it's very obvious that it's made by Platinum Games. And uh, I think it's a cool continuation, if you paid attention to Metal Gear Solid that much. It's a cool continuation of... Uh, what the natural progression of Metal Gear Solid is. It's all the stuff they talked about in what, in 4? And uh, like what's gonna happen if this if we keep going down this road. That's what this game is about. I also like the dog, the robot dog. There's a, there's a cat too that's not a robot. There is, and you can't cut it, idiot. No. They'll do backflips, moron. Did you make it looks a like cat? Brian's cat, that's why I tried to kill it. 
Brian, did you Fuck. make a cat do a backflip? Yes. When you slash at the cat, it does a backflip. It's the real ninja. There you go. Well, I've only I assume you guys have played it. You yeah, guys have played it, yes? No, no. I've only nope. still played the demo. Uh, Zach doesn't have a PS3, and he doesn't have it Wait, on the, is it on not the 360. Out? No, no, it's out. It's out. I just haven't bought it yet. I'll, I'll get it. The game, the game is really good. It's really fun. The thing you always hear about now is the last boss is, like, impossible. The last boss is super hard. Um, you kind of have to maybe, like, level up some of your stuff to get there and really know the game mechanics. Uh, I still haven't beat it. I've tried to beat the last boss, and I, and I can't do it yet. Mm -hmm. But it's fine, because I've gone back and played other levels, and I've had fun doing that. I just really want to beat this game. Yeah. Like, really bad. Brian beat it. I beat it. And then I got the Fox Blade, which makes that game, like, ridiculously easy. Uh, there's DLC where you get to dress up as uh, Frank Yeager. Yes. The, that uh, is true. Cyber Ninja 69 from Metal Gear Solid. And uh, you get his Fox Blade, and you it disregards things and just cuts through armor and cuts people up without you having to go into, like, cool blade mode. You just fuck them up. It's, in it's insane. Like, some people just get cut in half, just, like, just from one swipe. It's, and then you can upgrade it all the way, and then it increases all those probabilities of just chopping people up. But it is fun. There's, it's really gratifying. <clears throat> it's what I was talking about when I played the demo at E3 and everything. There's something really gratifying about going into that blade mode and just hacking stuff up. But what I get the most satisfaction from is when I beat a boss, it gives you a moment to blade mode the boss. And holy shit, I can't cut them up into small enough pieces. <laughs> I go until like it runs out, until it won't let me yep. cut anymore. Yep. Oh, it feels so good. A boss that gives you trouble, and then you get a slash in a million pieces, feels so good. Cut up his fucking face? Yep. You just split his face into a million pieces. Never hook in this town again. I no, remember sir. you telling... Eric, I remember you telling a, a story, uh, I think it was on one of the Mega64 after shows, uh, about you, how you were playing uh, the demo at a Konami event, and uh, you were slashing stuff up, stuff up so much that the game froze. I played it at a, um, a little private party thing. They had a couple Xboxes, and, and I played it probably three or four times. And then finally, I'm like, I just want to like cut stuff up. So I killed a guy, and I went into blade mode, and I cut it up. I cut him up so much, like they they took some of this out because at, at a point now you can't keep cutting. But I think you used to be able to cut as much as you wanted forever because I was cutting until he was like dust, until it was just redness, and the game froze. He looked like chili, and then the game froze, and the guy had to reset the Xbox. So I Whoops. did I did some QA testing for it and found out that uh, don't cut stuff up so fine, it's just atoms. Yeah, man, up in the public. No doubt. Uh, well, I feel a calling right now. That my intuition is speaking to me louder than it ever has before, guys. Wow. I get the feeling that someone wants to talk about swords. And, and, yes. Yes, yes, I understand. Guys, it's Garrett. Garrett wants to talk about swords. Garrett? Alright. Garrett? 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 Parrot comes at him. Parrot comes to himself, wants to talk about those swords. Okay. Guys, alright. I'm gonna hack into the cat dimension. Alright, I'm going to the cat dimension, guys. I'll see you later, alright? Okay, be safe! Okay, cat dimension! Uh, 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 uh. Oh. Oh, fuck! Jake! Garrett, what are you doing, hey. man? 
Yo, I'm just chilling in the cat dimension. Why aren't you- Where are your pants? Dude, fucking cats don't wear pants. This what is you... what we do here. Jesus Christ. Take off your pants. Come on, sit with us, Meow. Oh, alright. I'll take off my pants. Here we go. Oh. That's much more comfortable. Yeah, it sounds like something big hit the mic. I can see- I can see what you're all about with that. Yeah. Well, Garrett, my friend, you are here in the cat dimension. It's true. This is- this is where I like to spend a lot of my thinking time. I just kind of come up with bits. Come up with, uh, highly detailed skits to carry out. I- I wanted to talk to you about swords, Garrett Hunter. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can you uh, tell me about swords? Yeah, Metal Gear Rising Revengeance Ooh. HF Blades. Holy uh, shit. Did you hear that, cats? They fuck it. Yeah, they did. They cats it. love that shit. Yeah, when, when, when it comes to vibrating blades, cats know all about high frequency. And uh, they should. So, I was contacted through, well, through Mega64. But um, the guys over at Konami, Kojima Productions and Platinum, kind of all together wanted to get these swords in each of the headquarters of Platinum, Konami, and to my surprise, Mega64, uh, I, I built five of them, and they were based off the sword that Sean used in the uh, Metal Gear Rising uh, video we did for, I guess, what, were, what was that for? I mean, for whatever. Like a, like a promotional thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I can't fucking remember, though. <laughs> uh, that was like, that thing killed me. And sorry, one of the cats has got a fucking chainsaw or something. I don't know yeah, what's going that, on. That, whoa, that's uh, <laughs> I've never seen. Did you bring that in here with you? Because that cat, I've never seen it do that before. I, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm not welcome here. Sorry, what? let's let's continue. Oh my god, yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get through it yet. No, uh, that yeah, I can't for the life of me remember exactly what that fucking ad was for, but anyway, uh. The one with Sean in, in the uh, riding costume that I made had a real simple hilt. The blade wasn't that, you know, I, I crammed it out like in one day, but I had time to sit and kind of reproduce them closer to the game uh, mm. when it came to these five. So I had some parts water jetted. Uh, I had like a SolidWorks programmer help me design like the little pieces of the hilt that we were getting water jetted. Like, we, we really put some uh, time and effort into it. And I think they came out great, and I was super surprised when one of them came back for us to keep here at Mega64's headquarters. That was a surprise. And they, they look amazing, man. They thank you, do. thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm really stoked. With that, you know, everyone's getting their signatures on them and everything. It's it's really cool piece, uh, you know, of memorabilia to have. Like, there's only five of them in the world. Can we get, like, a roundabout opinion from the Cat Kingdom? What are they thinking? Um, oh, this one likes it, yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, oh. Uh-huh. Um, okay. oh, dude, put it down, it's fine. Oh, whoa. I've never seen, I've never seen her jump that high. Jeez. She did like a backflip over it. Yeah. Like one cat was going after it with the, the chainsaw and she just backflipped right well, over it. Well, they're take, I, I, I've been playing, speaking of Metal Gear Rising, I've been playing an awful lot of it here. And they, they see that little uh, secret uh, area in the first level where, the, where you try to 
slice at the cat in the prologue, mm. Mm. and it jumps backwards over your sword, you know. Anything featuring a cat, Cat Kingdom's down with it. Yeah, they, the cats see that, and they gotta, they gotta reenact that. They're, you know, flipping chainsaws around, trying to jump backwards over them. It's crazy shit. With a lack of opposable Whoa! thumbs. Jesus Whoa! Christ. This is, alright, hey. Chill out! Is, God damn it. You better get out of the cat dimension, dude. They are restless. All right. But you like the game, right? I love it. All right, it's, cool. It's uh, my game of the year so far. I liked it better than Devil May Cry, which I liked a lot. Garrett, my friend, I love you so much. Cat Kingdom, thank you for having me. I'm going to get got, away from this. This guy doesn't like it, me. I've got to get out of here. All right. All right, I'm gone. I'll see you later, my friend. Bye, my friend. All right. Okay, now we can finally talk about what we don't like about Jake. His hair. Oh, my God. If, Tank his tops. tank tops. Jesus. Uh, his accent. Ugh. How he edits this podcast. Zach, what don't you like about your brother? Why don't you tell us a story about Jake about something um, that will embarrass him? I can't think of anything too embarrassing. Though, uh -huh. um, Jake was a very angsty teenager. And by really angsty, I mean extremely. And, mm -hmm. but he really loves his family. And what I don't like about Jake is that, uh, -huh. uh is he still here? No, he's in the cat dimension. Oh, um, oh, what don't I like about Jake? I don't know. I love my brother so much and I can't think of anything I dislike about Jake. Who do you think he loves more, you or your sister? Um, me. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wait, hold on. Hold on, I am the number one grandson to... Oh, yeah? Yep, I am the number one grandson. Why is that? And I'm the number one child because uh -huh. I'm intelligent and <laughs> I am Dress well. really good looking. Uh-huh. You have a girlfriend? I yeah, have a girlfriend. talking about your girlfriend already. Christ. Oh, Jesus, man. <laughs> Oh, what the oh, fuck Jake. are you saying, Zach? Nothing. He's, We're he talking about how great about you are. How much you love your family. Yeah, and somehow a conversation turned back to his girlfriend. Yeah, it, it happens. Did you say you're the number one grandson? I am number one grandson. I'll have you know, Zach, I have it repeatedly in writing from my grandmother in Scotland. Jake Ennis, number one grandson, thank you very much. Well, I'm about to write grandma some snail mail, because... <laughs> Because she got me birthday presents, and it's going to be on one of the cards that I have that's emblazoned with a Z on the front, and mm. inside, Grandma loves snail mail, and so I will be number one grandson. Ah. Oh. Hey, Jake, if you write Grandma some snail mail just yeah. because, just to say hi, uh -huh. I mean, dude. Yeah. Grandmas love that. Grandmas love that more than anything. The postcard is on the way, Grandma. Color on the telephone. Grandmas love that. Yep. Do you do you guys have like a name for your grandma? Do you call her like Mima or Jima or Nim something? Nim. Um, grandma. not my Scottish grandma. Scottish grandma's grandma, but my Croatian grandma is Baba. You have a Croatian grandma? Yeah, because I'm half Croatian. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking idiot. 
It's a fucking idiot. I thought you were half Irish. Now I'm confused. <laughs> I'm half Irish. I'm half Scottish, half Irish, half <laughs> He does celebrate St. Patrick's Day. No, Zach, uh, Zach and I are actually half brothers. I th I'm sure, I know I've mentioned this before, but we, yes. are, yeah, yeah. we, are, yeah. we are brothers from other mothers, and Zach yeah. is half a Croat. He is from the Dalmatian Isles. I'm uh, such shit. Korchula, and uh, he is a, so he is so a sweet boy. That is an explanation for my fiendishly sharp looks, yes. But I am... Fiendishly. I, I am the number one grandson, Zach. Nope. The cat oh. dimension's really cool, guys. What's is his it? cat dimension? Uh, Garrett. Well, Garrett's there. He He's really stoked about those swords. He's, he's a good boy, and he's made some good things. But there's a lot of cats. Like, how many? Is there, like... Is the sky just like cat faces or? Dude, just visit the cat dimension sometimes. We, we, we excel at this interdimensional travel here at the Game Co. Podcast. That's true. We've been all sorts of places. But I don't want to go now. You just went. Yeah. It's got your stink all over it. It's got Jake yeah. juice all over it. I, I had all the cats have already been pet. I had to mark my territory. I'm sorry. <laughs> you rubbed your chin on every one of them. <laughs> I stared at them in the eyes and told them that they were my property. <laughs> I see that almost daily at my house. <laughs> uh, well, Garrett uh, had a lot of interesting things to say about the swords. Yes, he did. He did indeed. He did indeed. Um, uh, are you eating a Snickers? What are you doing? Me? No, what was that? Oh, right. Um, I went to check, like, I found this thing on my desk, and I'm like, what the fuck is that? And I pulled something out of it, and there were just a bunch of paperclips. <laughs> you, you lead a strange life. <laughs> who, needs, who needs paperclips, Zach? Everything interests me. Hey, when I, like, when I want to, like, unlock, unlock doors, or, like, build a pocket rocket, or, you know, make a sandwich, or do something creative, I can always use paperclips. Make a sandwich. Yeah. Zach, tell us a story. A story. Zach, do you guys Wait. want to hear? Do you guys want to hear Zach's story? I think I do. I absolutely do. After Brian, the paperclip thing, yes. Brian, can you ask our viewers if they'd like to hear a story? Would you like to hear a story? That's almost a little bit British. Yeah, was well, a little, little bit British. Um, I'm trying. Hmm. I don't know. Do I have many stories? It's you've had you know, a few. Well, well, what did you do for your birthday? What did I do for my birthday? On my birthday, I went to work, and then I went to dinner with my girlfriend. Jesus! My yeah. Fucking hell, Zach. I know. I had no idea that you had a girlfriend. Really? You didn't know that I, Zach Innes, had a girlfriend. But Zach, tell us a story. A story? Um, Jesus fucking Christ. You went to a thing. I went to a thing? Yeah, you did. It was a music what? thing. Oh, Future Music Festival. Good day. Um. Well, I went to Future Music Festival, and it was okay, and then Dizzy Rascal came on. Oh, and no. Have you guys- are you guys familiar with Dizzy Rascal? Yeah, yes. man. Roll Deep Crew, Boy in the Corner. Yeah, shape, shape up, look sharp, or whatever. Fix yeah, man, like, sharp. he- and you know why he says- why, like, so look sharp? Because he runs a fucking aerobics program over at, like, every music festival ever. Like, it takes about five- like, you can time in between, like when he when he forgets his lyrics, he'll just start going. 
Okay, everybody, jump, 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 jump. And no joke, I timed him, and he said jump for one minute straight. Oh my, oh my god. god! That's a lot of jumping. <laughs> that was one minute of screaming jump. And, and then there was a point where everyone just stopped, and then he noticed the crowd was losing interest. And he's like, oh shit, the crowd's losing interest in my set. What do I do? I'm going to ask him all to jump again. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that they've been trying to get me to stop doing, I'll just keep doing. And then by the time his encore, like, by the time he finished the set, he's like, what's that? Everybody wants an encore? And it's like, yes. Ev and everyone's like, yeah, the encore's already coming because you haven't played bonkers, you fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking song. Look, Boy in the Corner, his first album, is so great. And all, all the stuff he did on, like, pirate radio stations before that when he was just a kid and everything. That stuff's great, too, if you can find old recordings of that. Um, all the old Roll Deep crew stuff as well. Um, him battling Crazy Titch, that video is amazing. Uh, they get into this huge fight halfway through this battle. Um, uh, I believe one of the sent one of the lines uttered was, "Your mum's got athlete's foot." Oh, which uh, which nice. I, I think that's one of my favorite lines in a rap battle ever. But uh, yeah, boy, <laughs> boy, boy in the corner on XL Records, fucking great album produced by Wiley. Then they kind of you know they they got into a spat and they broke up and. Unfortunately, yeah, Wiley was like the main creative force behind Dizzy School, especially with the music, and yeah, after that, uh, first album that kind of suffered a bit without Wiley. Shouts out Wiley. Shouts out. Big ups to Wiley. Big up Esky Boy. He wasn't fantastic at all. Far from, actually. <laughs> Although I do have a story of how Zach won a lot of money on my birthday. Oh yeah. Well. Okay. I just so happened to be playing a video game. Now, um, this... This video game can be kind of described as like, I don't know, maybe it's a side-scroller. It's kind of a side-scroller RTS game. A and it comes in the form of More Chili. Now, I was playing this game called More Chili, and I put him, and it's a pay-per-play kind of thing. And uh -huh. so I put my money, I put $10 into More Chili, and eventually, I managed to get what's called a feature, which is kind of like a bonus round in this video game. Is it and, not, are you just playing a poker machine or what? Yeah, I'm just playing a pokies machine. I won three hundred and thirty dollars. Holy shit! What? Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Wow. Well and, done. Dude, That's way to go, you, you know guys. what you're. You know and what you. Sunday, St. Patrick's Day. You know what your odds I are. I put in uh, five dollars and won one hundred and fifty. Jesus, dude. Whoa, dude, way to go. The odds Rats. are definitely in your favor. I mean, disclaimer: poker, poker machines. The odds are never in your favor, and people lose their 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 their, their uh, livelihoods to them. But fuck, yeah. Zach, well done. Yep, the mon like the what makes me so satisfied is I know, I know, and I've seen them, people who get their doll checks from Centrelink, and they go in there, and they blow half of their doll money. Their children eat absolute shit for a week and their pets don't get fed, and they themselves do not have enough money for booze, and they <laughs> lose money while I go in there and I win of <laughs> small amounts. And then you come back in a couple of other years and do it again. Exactly. There's something about not, I'm not directly taking money from the poor, and I'm not doing anything terrible to them, but I know what I'm doing has had terrible consequences upon them. <laughs> Just because they also happen to be in the room. 
yeah. while some fucking casual came in and just won a few hundred bucks, then walked out again. And then laughed. Laughed, and then I tried to make conversation with people. I was like, sir, how about this win, right? I don't even, pl I don't even play these that often. Why are you like that? <laughs> no, it was like, yeah, well done, man. I'm like, yeah, check it out. Like, I only put in like five bucks. How much do you put in? Then it's like, go away. <laughs> do you always finish it up with, I must be really good at this game? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love saying I was good at pokies when my mates came in, but if you can, I encourage you all to play pokies. <laughs> no, we can't encourage that. I don't I, think we're legally allowed to encourage that in Australia. Really? It's like my friend who works at British British American Tobacco, and he couldn't be more proud of it. Shouts I out! Shouts out to everyone on. in Mali. What I spent my money on? Yeah, like you have a bunch of money now. What are you gonna spend it on? Um, I'm gonna buy that jacket from Drive. And Jesus what? Jesus Christ! What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what is the jacket from Drive? I've not seen Drive. Oh, in Drive he wears a jacket with a scorpion on the back. It's really like cool. Like a shitty pink scorpion. It's a yellow scorpion. But it's it awesome. is a jacket. It, it's like if you own the jacket, you are probably a slightly overweight white guy who thinks he looks like Ryan Gosling. <laughs> That's true, but I can work that jacket. I, I'm not saying you can't. I just think the uh, the idea is very funny of you spending your pokies money on uh, the jacket from Drive. Well, I'm gonna get other stuff too. But in other news, there was this guy that just walked past my window and he looked like Anders Breivik. Holy really? shit! Yeah, <laughs> he had a really, really, really receding hairline. And <laughs> his his face really chubby. He had little squinty eyes. And, I don't know, I could see, I could see him smiling, so, and it reminded me of him. That's how you knew. That's just when I knew he was the one. He was just, he had, he had the look in his face that he was hoping for a better time. Yeah. <laughs> I love, did he give, no, it wasn't him. It was that other guy, the, Ameri the American guy, that the cop killer, that gave celebrity shoutouts in his... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Michael Dorner. <laughs> <laughs> If, hey, if just so you guys know, and I don't know if it's been talked about on this podcast or not, but no, it hasn't. Garrett just walks around our house, and I don't know if he knows that I'm home or whatever, but he just, like, mutters to himself, White Dorner, like, under his breath. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll be in my bedroom. I hate and, it. I'll be in my bedroom, and, and the sound carries from his room to mine through our hallway pretty well, and um, I can just hear him like working on something on his bed with his earphones in like his his headphones listening to podcasts and he's just going white dorner white dorner white dorner white dorner he did that once and <laughs> sat down next to me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know man like, what the fuck holy shit uh man hashtag white dorner uh, hashtag a rat but i think if you're gonna write a fucking manifesto the first thing they do is make it fucking hilarious. Because <laughs> the thing is, not only can, like, not only will people be like, wow, fuck that guy, he did terrible things, but there's a but. And it's not like a but he came from a bad home. But, I don't know, his, his, fa his father beat him and all this shit. It's like, but 
he did do some really cool shout-outs. And he likes it. <laughs> Dude, he killed like four or five people. But have you read his manifesto? Shit's so good. That was funny. He likes what I like. <laughs> if he job. hadn't gone around killing people, I probably would have sat down with him and talked about it. Would have been butts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Who would man. you shout out to in your manifesto? Um I would get I would get like a little bit weird with it and go like a couple different directions. Mm. Um the guy who sang Rico Suave. Because I think that's a pretty good song. Yeah. Brett the Hitman Heart and Leighton Meester from Gossip Girl. Not bad. No, Not because bad. I want people to read it and go, this guy seems to know like a lot about pop culture. Yeah. And his references are strange, but I get it. <laughs> Shouts out to Taylor Swift's first album. Not the second <laughs> album, the first album. Fearless? I don't know what it's fucking called. It's called Fearless. I just I'm thought it'd be funny if you if you shouted out a very specific Taylor Swift album and said "fuck the second album." I mean, can you imagine if Michael Dorner wrote a manifesto where he gave a shout out to the guy who sang Rico Rico Suave, Leighton Meester, and Taylor Swift's first album? You would go, "This guy's fucked up," but man, like, kind of cool. Yeah. Fuck your second album, Taylor Swift. Look what you made me do. Taylor Swift, this is oh, because of you. Yeah. Oh, Blaming people would also be perfect. Like, oh, yeah. in the courtroom, I'd just like to blame my parents, who have loved me for all these years, but not enough. And I'd also like to blame Carlton Draft, and like just start rattling off a list of things blaming. I would start blaming, like, Gloria Stefan. Uh, who else? Who else could you blame? J the guy who played Jr. in the show Dallas, Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell could be blamed. Blame. Brian Jefferson Airplane. Kobe Bryant. These are all good. But you gotta blame your best friend as well. And you gotta find Not like a really small thing. Be like, remember that time where like we were sharing food and you took like sixty percent of it and I only got forty? Yeah, this is because of that. Fuck you. Let's <laughs> <laughs> see how Ryan it feels. This is all your fault. That's all my manifesto is going to say. Find <laughs> on the news. <laughs> Instantly famous. It's like get that, so many followers. I'll get Kardashian heat. It's like that kid who was like who committed suicide in America. He's like, I want to make the news, and then he did. <laughs> what a success! No matter what, hey. no matter what we achieve in life, yeah. like. We will always deviate and be like, yeah, I guess this is good enough. That kid was like, fuck it, I'm gonna kill myself. He lived the and American dream. He had a goal and he achieved it. That's exactly. the American dream. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But no, what, what you do, you write up a manifesto and then you just back it up with a petty crime. <laughs> 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 just just something, something that'll barely get you a court appearance. Yes. <laughs> like, like they would probably even let you go. Like, yeah. you would steal, like, a Milky Way, like a Snickers bar or something from a Target, and then they'd be like, what are you doing? You're like, I have this manifesto to explain everything. It's 18 pages, front and back. What about or, or you break into a post office an hour before it opens, and then you just wait there for everybody to come in and tell them, oh, here, it's all explained in this, and then you hand them 25 pages. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 here's, here's what it is, right? Intent to commit jaywalking. <laughs> 
He just <laughs> he's standing on one side of the street, shifty-eyed, thinking. <laughs> and you're you're clutching your dossier. And <laughs> <laughs> it something that will get people's attention. And though. you wait, you wait, you wait till the local patrolman comes walking down the street. You, you hand them the dossier, then you walk across that untended road. <laughs> I'm just going to get stickers with a URL on them, and everywhere I commit crimes, I'm going to put the stickers, so that way people go to the URL, and my 110-page manifesto will be there, and it will list all my crimes that I've committed. Thank you for visiting my website, and there will be a hits counter on the bottom, but while I'm working on the website, there will be a gif of two men working, and it'll say, under construction. It'll, it'll be, it'll be, no, it'll be the Japanese under construction 90s website image, which is a guy in a, uh, in a yellow worker hat just bowing politely. <laughs> and our dust. And a, a full list of pro wrestlers that you don't like. Absolutely. Alternately, you could always, like, let's say you're at the 7-Eleven and you get this, you get your Slurpee, but then you go back to the machine and fill it up and the guy's about to tell you off. And then you start writing, you furiously slam down the paper. <laughs> in front of him and start writing out the manifesto continually asking for the details of his net of like his name the names of his wife children <laughs> and everything he loves goes in there next you time you better turn on the fucking slurpee machine <laughs> mm, oh sick of shit. i come here every fucking day every fucking day and, and i bought two one dollar snickers two and they were the use by date was off by one day you made my list, buddy. <laughs> Video games. Hey, hey, Jake. Yeah. How's the weather been in Australia? <laughs> it's sunny in Sydney, in, in Sydney, Australia. Uh, I don't know. It's it's getting colder very slowly, but it's very humid. Sydney weather changes for, uh, very quickly from one day to the next, and often several times within the space of one day. And that is what Sydney weather is like. You're welcome. That sounds awful. It's it's a nice place. It's a no. nice place for nice guys. He said no. Okay. Zach, what's the weather like in your place? <laughs> Tomb Raider. <laughs> hey, Tomb Raider. Yeah, guys, I just can I just say when the next uh, Uncharted um, video game comes out, the next uh, episode in the Nathan Drake saga, I really hope that in one scene, uh, Nathan Drake gets brutally sexually assaulted. I just want to. I, I just want to see. Hopes that too. Me too. I just. I just want to see hope, a scene. I hope, I hope. Hey, I hope it's Sully. Uncharted Four, Nathan Drake rape scene. Not no, bad. Nothing funny about rape, but with the way that, you know, we we're getting. Uh, it's finally happening. Happening, guys. That. It's finally happening. It's finally happening. Female lead roles are getting more exposure in video games, and I say it's about time. And I say, about time. And I say, about the, damn time. The it's just a shame they have to get raped and have that as a backstory. It's pretty and get called shocking. a bitch. Yeah, I agree. So to follow suit, if we're gonna do this right, if we're going the route that we're going with this, makers of Tomb Raider, Uncharted Four, Nathan Drake gets sexually assaulted. And it, the camera does not pan away. We need to see Nathan Drake get sexually abused for a long time. Uncharted 4. I'd buy that game. I... Yeah, I would not. That would get me to start buying Uncharted. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a PS3. And not a Vita, but I'd get a PS3. Right. And I'd 
replay that scene, then I'd fill, then I'd upload it to YouTube, and have ha 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 in all caps as the video title, and just watch the fanboys go nuts. What the fuck are people thinking though with this new Tomb Raider? Do the creators really think this was a step forward? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I just want to see what happened in the boardroom though. It's like, okay guys, Laura needs a new backstory. What do we do? It's like, plastic surgery government. Nope, not doing that. It's like, okay, what about she's a hardened adventurer who, had, who was brought up within the jungles. It's like, deep meaningful stories. Like, nah, fuck that, gets raped. It's like, yeah, sell it. It's, Sell it, why not? Is that, is that really what happens? Probably. I don't know. <laughs> it's, how do you think like snakes on a plane was pitched? It's like, let's make a movie. It's like, yeah, fuck it. Put a really dangerous animal in a place where people can't, you know, really escape Wait, how do you that well. People throw money at that. Like, how do you convince, like, you walk up to somebody and you tell them that and they don't laugh at you? Like, how does that, <laughs> I don't get how that ever gets off the ground. Like, but I can like, see millions of people having those ideas, but. Oh yeah, oh you know what, that sounds good enough to throw money at. <laughs> yeah, come on. Who wouldn't? Like, what about, how ridiculous would it sound if you're in the 80s and you're like, okay, hey, there's this guy from Brooklyn, right? And this giant fucking ape has taken his girlfriend and now he needs to climb up scaffolding. Uh? Uh? Video game? It sounds fucking ridiculous, but it's absolutely fine. It's one of the biggest franchises in video games ever. Has anyone here, has anyone yeah. here actually played the new Tomb Raider? No. no, and no. I and I, I, I don't think I probably will. People keep telling me it's so good, and it's Tomb Raider, so I don't care. Mm. I've never liked Tomb Raider, but the stuff that I've seen, the, footi the footage that I've seen is like, wow, holy shit. And it's, it's not because it's a female protagonist. It's just simply that we're trying to even the bar here with everything that male protagonists have gone through in video games and just kind of like up the ante. What was your approach with this? But... Even more than this, I've seen more than that. I've seen lately is just the is the outcries even more than usual of the fucking the victimize the victimized straight white males on Facebook. Are, there, are the jiggle physics any good? No, not no, that's not where that's not where I'm going with that. Just these just these counter counter sexism rants <laughs> that I that I see on Facebook now and. Uh, YouTube comments and yeah, YouTube comments are what YouTube comments are gonna be. But God, it's like a people have a straight white males thinking that enough time has passed now where they can play the victim. Yes. Oh, you know what? I can tell you exactly what it is. Being white isn't cool. And so there was a turn where white people ruled and were number one, and now white people suck. Yeah. That's what it is. And so now it's like, oh well, if I'm not cool, then uh. That's what it is. White yeah, people man. People are fucking boring and lame, and black people rule. Black people are fucking dope as hell. Yeah. Ten, ten years have passed. It's time to get our own back. Yeah. Straight white people rise up and unite. <laughs> We've been oppressed for far too long, Brian. Yeah, it's my fault. Thanks, Brian. Good. I blame. Jake. You know what? I blame Run DMC. I don't know, man. People get people are just getting too upset about things that like. If, well, it's if, the internet. Yeah, just, because there's... because if you had the same conversation with the people who post that on the internet in real life, they have nothing to say because they're morons. I, I know this is getting political as well, and we don't usually get political, but I've just seen such a constant flood of it, and it's not all from Anita Sarkeesian. Anita Sarkeesian made shitty videos before, and she makes shitty videos now. They just happen to be about feminism, but it's like 
If that's what you're complaining about in your life, then there is not enough going on in your yeah, life. That, well, that, that's what it is. It's people like to be upset, and so they have a sounding board. Like, the internet's like this fun sounding board where you can just be mad at whatever you want to be mad at, and then people can agree with you. But yeah. I don't do that. I, I disagree with people and make them even more mad, which makes me feel good. Yes. Yeah. Zach knows. Zach understands. But, but lives I, just think, I just think people should take a little bit of time, a little bit of time, to like just check their privilege and give their, you know, hopes for the majority. Do you, did you check your privilege today, Zach? I just I, don't, it's, I am a, I am an oppressed straight white male. It's true. I have every right to go to university uh -huh. and to, and I can get married and I can do all those things, but no one wants me. You, you can no get like a really good job really easily as well. And no one wants to marry me. Because I'm not cool enough. Because I'm a straight white, white male, and no girls. You should start wearing fedoras. Start. Have you thought about wearing fedoras? Um, I tried fedoras for a while, and then I tried a top hat, and then I realized that bowler hats were where it's at. And then I thought, fuck that, and so I started wearing my little eight-year-old sister, or nine now. It was also her birthday a few weeks ago. I started wearing her stitch hat, which was uh -huh. one nice. of fucking animal hats, and bitches uh -huh. love it. They're like you were nice. so different. I also have my pocket watch. And <laughs> do you wear goggles? Yep, steampunk goggles, short sleeved flame button up shirt. How Very long? Nice. All right, Dragon right. Ball Z characters on the back and on the front. And on the <laughs> there's a full there's a full print on the back and a full print on the front, and it and is a satin flames. shirt. And there's flames, yep. and they go perfectly with my cargo shorts that yes. are black and have chains all over them. Cool. And Very I good. wear big combat boots. How long uh, are you buckling for before you go out on an average day, Zach? I buckle for 40 minutes because I need wow. to wear two belts. And then I need to buckle my my goggles because who needs... I don't use rubber. I use a very, very, you know, kind of thick rope-like material for authenticity. Mm-hmm. Nice. And, and then I go to McDonald's and check in. Nice. <laughs> Can you guys, hey guys, can you just imagine if it was like the future? Uh. Like not not now, but not in 10 years, but like in the future. Not like in a hundred years, not in a thousand years, not in like right. 10,000 years, but like in the future. And uh, you know, it, it looks like things were old. Not like from 500 years ago, not from like a like hundred years ago or 50 years ago or from 10,000 uh -huh. years ago, no. But like, like things were really old. Uh-huh, right. And like, uh, I don't know, like, People stop using guns and they use sword guns instead, but they're like uh -huh. revolvers and they don't uh, have any right. kind of modern technology. Like gunblade, yeah. No. Yeah, like a gunblade. No, it's not like a gunblade! I like the idea. Can you imagine like years of like aviation? It's a steam powered we... scythe, Brian. And we can go oh. to space, even though we can go to space, but we do it in zeppelins and it's mm. really, okay. really fucking slow. I... Because do we have to wear cumbersome backpacks? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay, good. Can everything just kind of seem like it's obsolete and would be wet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna shoot you with my water, like with my pistol that's powered by my water backpack. Oh, uh, but my hands are all wet now, so I'm slipping around. <laughs> What's that? A woman's getting angry about something? Oh, you guys, I'm so mad. I'm so mad, you guys. Uh. Ugh. Isn't that weird? How is that? 
you guys are in a completely different country, completely different continent than us, and and that is a that's almost like it. What Zach, what you described is like a universal. Yeah, it's really yeah. strange. So I feel like I would see kids in Europe doing that too. Like it doesn't. It's not region like specific. That's so weird that it would be everywhere. Yeah, man. Autism is a worldwide. <laughs> Uh, one, one day, guys. <laughs> one day, one day, the future will be the future. Oh my god. Well, sort of. It's kind of like the past. Okay. One oh. day, one day, I can marry my two D waifu, and we'll have oh, a steampunk wedding. Hey, man. Are we talk if we're talking anime here, one day anime will be real life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> what I love Can't though is that wedding invitations. Will it say the future is now? <laughs> <laughs> I. The thing is, I noticed this most recently, and. I'm gonna take a bit of a dig at furries, but like, what I find oh, weird is, can we preface, can we preface that with uh, shouting out massive love to all our furry listeners? Massive uh, love uh, to dogs. Yeah, <laughs> shouts out dogs. Shouts out shouts cats. Shouts out your first owners, guys. <laughs> but like, you can see normal people everywhere, and then you like see someone kind of quirky, like, let's say they're you know a furry. But the thing is, they won't just be furry. They'll also have to be like a steampunk furry. Or right. they'll have to really like animu, or they'll have some other kind of really, really weird niche that couples along with it. Like they will be a massive Sonic fan, but will also be like a huge fan of like say My Little Pony or Transformers, but also have a freakish obsession with like steampunk or or neo gothic. It's weird. And they have to represent all of that in their current outfit at once. Exactly. All at once. Yeah. All at once. All in one outfit. Accessories are the key. Ruby has a my my house. Jake and I's sister Ruby. I saw I saw she you can had just, a. You can just say Ruby. <laughs> I, I saw she had. Like, a, uh, uh, uh. I saw she had a friend who had another friend on Facebook who was a furry, and this was like a fourteen-year-old girl. I'm like, something's wrong with her. Something. Right. No one just becomes a furry at that age. Uh huh. Well, look, it's 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 a thing. You're either into it or you're not. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I totally understand. It. I totally understand it. Like. Hey, I mean, I'm not into yiffing, but like, uh, if you want to yiff, do it, but please don't wear things in public that will like, just kind of make me embarrassed to be within... Isn't that weird? Like, yeah, like, people wearing collars to the grocery store, yeah. and like, and, but, but like, you think about it for a second, you're like, wait, there's some people who are like, actually in relationships where they have to wear a collar. To the grocery store. And then you're like, oh man, and then they wore that to the grocery store. That's like, <laughs> yeah. why would you play your sex shit? I don't wear my dick out all the time. That's what, it's just that's, it's kind of, like, it kind of bleeds over from S&M culture a little bit. It has to, right? Like, yeah. that, that's what it comes from. Although, I do like that kind of thing. Like, you see people who, like, think they're really edgy and grimdark. It's like, yes, I have my black trench coat on with my black, yep. like, with my black sports sunglasses that I borrowed from my father and combat boots, I am the knight. And then you like just see him eating a Big Mac like casually on the side. <laughs> man, man, your your go-to with these people is McDonald's. Yeah. Man. <laughs> That's because you, when all I, I see like McDonald's that, fucking losers. Jack in the box that we went to. Yeah, come on, we go regional, idiot. Uh, oh, they don't, you guys don't even have Jack in the Box there, do you? Nope. Give me more fast food, and I'll label people by what fast food establishment they go to. I don't give a fuck, just as long as I can make judgments about- Alright, alright, Vore fanatics. People who are into Vore. Oh, that's- that's one I could never really understand. 
Wait, is is Vor the thing where it's all guts and shit? No, no, that's that's Guru. Vor is where you want to swallow something whole, like eat someone but swallow well, them whole. Swallow it whole. It's it mostly bleeds into the the furry culture a lot of the time. You want to swallow someone? Yeah, like, like just like just, they're tiny. Just no, like they're, they're full, they like full sight. Size. You're you're eating big things and then they get in your belly and then your belly's huge. Yeah, you're you're inflated, so to speak. Oh 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 okay. It's mostly seen within the the fur sort of subsections of fairy communities online and so on. F furry or fairy? Furry. Fur- Like, so they're like cats who eat so much they get fat? Yeah, well, oh, they'll- like it, they'll, cats? It's like a cat that'll eat, like, a whole dragon or something. Oh! And they, they won't chew. It'll just be like, it goes down the- I think that the, the- What they find appealing is the whole- This huge thing going down their throat, and then it's in their belly, and then their belly's huge. I have a- I have a narrow esophagus, so mm -hmm. I can't even like swallow pills. So this this fetish scares me. Mm -hmm. it means certain death for Eric. It does. It really means I will choke and not be able to like eat. All right. I'll die. So that's one more for the checklist. Eric is scared of vor and platforming games. Hey, fucking Christ! Yeah, I am. Holy shit. Uh, we covered that we covered that once, like very briefly yeah. the first time you were on, but tell us tell us about why you dislike uh, platforming games so much. I don't wanna fall, I don't wanna fuck up and lose, and it, like I jump I'm gonna I'm be real right now. I jump and when I feel like I'm not gonna make the jump, my butthole gets real tight. Hey me too. That's <laughs> <laughs> ah, real man. I don't know. Trill like, talk. Platforming games just make me nervous. It's scary. What games have you been playing recently, guys? Uh, you know what? So we've been playing uh, Metal Gear Rising and everything. Mm -hmm. I actually went back and uh, I've been playing Max Anarchy, or I don't know if it's called Anarchy Reigns or Anarchy whatever. Anarchy Reigns, yeah, yeah. But I have a Japanese copy, so I don't know. Mm, Max, Ar Max Ar Anarchy, I guess. Shut up. Uh, holy shit, that game is so much fun. It's insane. I would love, I need to get an American copy of that game and I want to play with like a bunch of fans and friends and stuff. It reminds me of Power Stone and just God, you just run around and beat the shit out of each other. And that like is the that's the one that's the yeah, that's, that's the one parallel you could draw. Really, is Power Stone really absolutely? God, it's so it is so fun to just run around and beat the shit out of like. Well, I mean, I'm in I'm region locked to Japan and nobody plays that game in Japan, so oh, really? I have to play against like computer bots. But whatever. Well, it's 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 a discounted game over here. I got it for like fifty bucks, which is like. You probably get it for ten bucks in your in your country. Yeah, I I think I might buy a U.S. copy and see if people like want to play. If you guys want to play, let me know because that game's fun as shit. Yeah, man, we played we 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 had a little bit of a, well, it was it was more low key, but yeah, I was playing uh, I was playing the Anarchy Reigns with some with some gaming cult fans, uh, some viewers, excuse me, and uh, that game I feel I need to play the tutorial. Like, you you know what depth. you do you kind of need to know like the button combos and everything but once you figure that out it I mean man it's really easy just play the single player mode for a little bit it, you get so into the groove in that game it's fun excellent excellent yeah no I'm definitely definitely gonna do that Max uh, Anarchy Reigns yep um, I think I think I'm gonna buy a copy of it right now I do I do have it on the 360 though <laughs> you fucking idiot yeah well I just thought oh multiplayer 360 I didn't I want to know didn't... what Zach's been playing um, Zach. Can you tell us a game story? Yes, I can. Right. Recently, I discovered a game called Autosim. Now, this is a game. It's very simple. And you play as an autistic child. In, oh, my God. In a playground. It's not really a game, though. 
Oh, but I made it a game. Oh my god. <laughs> yes, so you start and- well, It's an educational tool! Yep, but I've changed that. Oh, it's an educational tool where changed. you go around and you see faceless children in the playground. And as you approach them, the sound gets louder and louder and then it's like it's just pretty much children's distorted screaming and the only way to like stop the screaming is to go like run and hide in a corner or something what the and then, fuck and then i was like it's, okay. an it's an educational tool to simulate what it's like to be a child with autism or certain forms of autism uh, -uh. but then i realized that autism gives you fucking superpowers <laughs> and then, and so like i'm Respect. not talking like i'm not talking some like rain man bullshit like i saw I saw like this. What there's a few pieces of moving like stuff in the game, but the main one is that you guys know those things that you see in playgrounds that like you run up and you and they spin round and round and round. And you hang on, mm -hmm. and yep. fucking stupid Russians like put like start revving motorcycles into them right, to go yes. super fast. <laughs> yeah. Yes, stupid yeah. Russians. I saw. I saw what? Yeah, America Ram. I saw one of those, and the first thing I thought is, I'm gonna jump on that thing, because I bet it's broken as fuck. And so I did. And I waited until I meet, reached maximum velocity, and then I jumped. <laughs> and as I jumped, I was flung way across the map. I, like, I flew right upward, and the, the playground became nothing but, like, a small dot on the screen as I flew- <laughs> As I flew outside of the map's boundaries. And- And so I was like, fuck it. How far can I fling this autistic kid and just keep playing <laughs> over, and over? And then I found this other part of the playground that you could go up behind because I'm like, hey, why can't I go play on more play equipment? Because there's just invisible walls. And so uh, then I held down the jump button and I randomly started floating over the over the play equipment and landed on the other side, not touching it once. It was like I was flying, and the kids didn't even bat a fucking eyelid. <laughs> Being so autistic does give you superpowers. Yeah, I've I've renamed the I've renamed it Autist Swing, so it's like you swing. <laughs> which is which is the name of this episode. Autist Swing, yeah. Just, <laughs> and the game is, it's like a 3D flash game where you see how far you can throw autistic kids from a carousel. Oh my god! Shouts oh out, shouts out to all our viewers living that struggle every day. You're all superheroes. <laughs> you are. You're and thank you, thank you so much for this game. <laughs> Wouldn't be possible without you. Big love. Big love from the Game Corp podcast. I just play like Red Dead Redemption, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then you got a War Ascension. <laughs> I guess that's alright. Have you done the dastardly achievement? No, what's that? Find some train tracks and tie a woman to Oh, it. is that where you tie up the lady and you put yes. her on the- I haven't- I haven't done that because I- I see no benefit. It's fucking hilarious. I like to drag them behind my horse on the way there, just for shits and giggles. Yeah, I forgot you could do that. I had a girlfriend for a while who would watch me play that game. She really liked watching me you play that game. You had a girlfriend? Game. I had a girlfriend. It- it was probably the girlfriend you have now. Like, there's only one girlfriend in the world, and I probably had her. I had her for like a little bit. You had the girlfriend. I did. I had I had the girlfriend for a while. <laughs> she would watch me play that game, and she would want me to tie up people and drag them behind a horse all the time. <laughs> Never do it to her. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a horse. 
got uh, a car. Have you got a car and some rope? It's... You got a bike. A bike? What? What makes me happy though is there's probably someone, one person out there, can get around by the thought of dragging someone from a car by a rope. I've done it. Yeah. They were holding on to it and inside of a fruit box. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone who does that on a skateboard or a scooter or a handmade thing with wheels on it always eats shit every time. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember seeing some kid try it with a green machine and he fucked up. What's a green machine? It's a well, dolly, right? The green machine that you used to get from Kmart. It was like this really fucked up bike. It looked really stupid. And it Oh, was... oh, those things. The big wheel. Yeah. Yeah, and they're fucking impossible to use properly. And steering it was like... You had these two lever things and you pushed them back and forward. And the pro But the problem was the thing never fucking worked. And you only have one <laughs> with the front. So you'd be like... Trying to actually go forward in that thing looked fucking dumb. You'd be swerving everywhere, and then you'd stop. And it was basically the most impractical transportation method ever. I've Wild wacky action bike, the bike that's hard to ride. <laughs> <laughs> but I've never seen someone be able to ride a green machine properly. And I finally saw a video somewhere of this kid dragging his green machine behind a car. I'm like, fuck yeah. He's gonna eat shit. Lo and behold, he tries to turn the wheel and fucks up. It was beautiful. That's because that's because the front wheel is hollow and plastic. Yep. <laughs> and it's perfect. There you go. Well, Zach. Yep. You were supposed to have something for this podcast. I was. But part two of the Shrek Shadow Saga. It is not here. Zach, you must pay your penance. My penance? What? What's my penance? Do you know... Hmm? Indiana Jones. I... I do know Indiana Jones, and... I didn't like the most recent movie. Eric! Yes? Do you know Indiana Jones? Yes. Brian. I also didn't like the most recent movie. Brian? Yes? Do you know... Indiana Jones? Yes, and I also didn't like the recent Indiana Jones movie. Zack, fanfic, go! Yes! Indy, Indy slowly crawled through the jungles, locating, trying to find the temple. The Temple of Doom. <laughs> this is already Tem a thing. Wait, no, fuck it, restart, because the Temple of Doom wasn't even in fucking... Alright, 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 let me get it. Rewind! <laughs> this is a Zack Innes production. <laughs> Mr. Indy, cover your heart! Cover your heart! Yelled Short Round. I don't know, kid. It's it ain't much, but it'll have to do. Short Round slowly ventured into the cave before him. Indy following behind. What do you think we find, Mr. Jones? <laughs> he slowly, slowly but surely placed his hand on Short Round's cap. Love, kid. Love. <laughs> slowly but surely. Why are you slow? Everything's slow and sure. Going down the pants of short round. Heh, I guess I see why they call you short round. Aww. As he encapsulated short rounds. Short round. Into <laughs> stubbly, Slowly and surely. Stubbly. Crispy mouth. Slowly, Indy 
went deeper and deeper into short round as he did with the Temple of Doom. Well, my boy, what's going on here then? Indy stopped. He dropped his weapons. His gun to the floor. He turned around. It was Sean. Indy, what's going on here, my boy? Never knew you were much of a homosexual. Slowly, but surely, <laughs> came out Sean Connery's speech. Taking off his hat and his glasses, Sean Connery slowly but surely approached Indiana Jones and locked lips with his. Sweet, sweet, sweet adventurous lips, he mumbled into his son's mouth. Short uh. round. Slowly, surely, short round began performing a rusty trombone on Indy's unwashed taint. Ugh. Fondling his whip, Indy placed it within the confines of his man cave. Yes, the whip was going inside Indy's arsehole. Slowly, but he moved it in and out and in and out as Short Round frantically beat away at Sean Connery's attempted autofellatio. Suddenly, it spun out. To George Lucas and Steven Spielberg's surprise, George Lucas goes, "What do you call that?" Indy turns around, and goes, "The Aristocrats!" I've been waiting to sneak in an Aristocrats reference forever. Well, Zach, that was a fucking train wreck. Yeah. But you got there slowly but surely. <laughs> I realized how shitty I was going, and that's probably the worst of date, so I'm like, fuck it, aristocrats, and just went for it. You did well. But don't worry, next time I'll have something written and prepared, and it will be nuts. Is part two coming? Part two is coming. Oh, awesome. shit. You're ready for part two! Let's go viewer mail. Viewer mail! Viewer mail. Viewer mail. This one's from Dizzle Crawford, a fan of ours, sorry, a viewer of ours in uh, New Zealand. Kia ora, base boys. Kia ora is Maori for hello. How you doing? Is Mao? That's I only speak English. Doesn't matter. Whatever. Sorry. Start over. Shouts out Kia ora to all our New Zealand listeners. Uh, kia ora, base boys. I have a quick question. If you could show a vintage game developer in the beginning of their career a five-minute sneak peek of a game they made in the current market at Aka today. What game would you show them, and why? It can be either to discourage them or encourage them. Love the show, Dizzle. I would show that guy who made SimCity new SimCity, because everyone hates God it. God damn it, I was about to say that. <laughs> well, I beat you to it, because I'm smarter than you and more handsome, so whatever. Fuck there you, but that was good. <laughs> I, found, I found a sore spot. <laughs> Don't be exact jokes. But no, that was... That's, I don't think it's a joke, I think that's perfectly reasonable. Such a stupid, stupid and greedy way they went about it. Absolutely. How do you mean? It's a game that you bought for single player, but you have to be online for a server in order to play it, but you can't always get online to a server, so you have a game that you bought that you can't play because the non-single player aspect of it doesn't work. What? That doesn't make any sense. And your city is about the size of your current neighborhood. Insane. Oh, is, is that, that small? Yeah, man. It's 
time. Is it really as bad as I've been hearing constantly from everyone, though? Um, the game itself is pretty fun from what I played. But this is it not thing, this huge gargantuan undertaking of a game? Well, it's they after SimCity 4, they certainly had a lot to live up to, and it. I mean, in its own right, it's okay. But the thing is, a lot of it's from screenshots and such that people have posted. A lot of it's broken. I didn't experience anything broken, but a lot of it is broken. The whole online aspect is a little bit silly. The city, the scale of the city is ridiculous, but the thing that shits me the most is I'm go I know I'm going to have to pay for DLC to build a bigger city. I know I'm gonna have to pay for DLC to get an offline mode maybe. And I know that I'm gonna have to pay for DLC to get anything I want. And the DLC is gonna be stupidly priced. And it's gonna give me things that I already had in SimCity 4. Like yeah. train, sim train Simulator 2013 price range? Like DLC? Oh my fucking god. Probably, because fucking buying the whole Train Simulator series is mind-blowing. It is a multiple thousand dollar undertaking. What? what? Yeah. Haven't you guys ever seen? People like- no. People compile lists of how much it costs to buy every single piece of DLC and every game within the, within the Train Simulator series or some kind of thing. I think it's one Train Simulator series that is very popular. And it costs multiple thousand dollars to get all of it. I have Train Simulator 2013 on my PC. I got it in a Steam sale, really cheap. Uh, I have never seen a more resource and power-hungry game than Train Simulator really? 2013. What? Yeah, really. Like, I tried playing it on max settings, so I was like, yeah, whatever, I've got a quad-core with a 2-gig. Uh, graphics card on my laptop. It'll, it'll it'll do fine. It felt like it was 1997 all over again. What and the I, fuck? I was trying to play um, uh, fucking demolition derby with eight with eight megs of RAM. That's what it felt like. Wow. Mm. I don't understand. For Train Simulator, what the fuck? Does the yeah, game look like really good or something? It, well, it, it, well, the thing is, it it. It renders the entire city around you. You are in a train. You are looking out of a train. It, but it renders the entire city around you to the finest detail of every residential home. I don't understand. What, like, what do you do in the game? You drive a train? Mm-hmm. That was a job that I had. Like, I drove a train at a zoo. Like, that's a, that's a, what the fuck? Did you get from point A to point B? I did, did constantly, as did that was my job. Did you drive a little train that I can't even fit in? Yes. Aren't those for children? Yeah, the fucking people who drive them aren't. <laughs> no, but you have to be like the size of a small child to fit in. God! There. Kids ride on airplanes! Aren't airplanes for children? <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna take a bet here, Zach. You can call me on it if you want. Yeah. I'm gonna say the conductor had a full-size seat. What do you reckon? Nope. Okay. I did. I had a full-size seat. Shouts out to Dr. aka Mr. Ryan. Good friend of ours. He be driving that train too. Ryan, fix my back, not the train. There you go. Huh. Ryan, my boy, we love you. Have you ever been tempted to, like, escape the confines of the zoo and go further into the city with your train and see how many people you can, like, get? Am I tempted to get my train to go into the city? Yeah. Yes. I contacted the city of Santa Ana, and I said, we need to lay more train tracks. <laughs> and they said, well, that's certainly not happening. And I said, well, I'll show you, you'll see. And then uh, I didn't do anything because a train goes on tracks, Zach, it's not a car. Oh, it's not one of those, it's not like one of those stupid ones that we get around Darling Harbor, is it, Jay? 
It's not like the stupid train that's just got like it's just an extended kind it's, of golf cart. It's, it's not a yeah. It's not a train. No, it was it was a real train. Like a train. Yeah. Yeah. It was like it, it had like tracks and shit. Oh, I see. Cool. That's actually all right. <laughs> I guess it ran on battery. It did. It ran on. It ran on like six car batteries. Did wow. your battery ever go flat while you while you were like midway through an exhibition with really dangerous animals? Constantly. Not with dangerous animals, because we didn't have dangerous animals at the zoo. But they had 50 oh. types of monkeys, though. We did. We had 50 monkeys. We were the monkey zoo. <laughs> they were legally bound to have at least, I think it was 80? No, no. We, we were legally bound to have at least 50 monkeys on the premises at all times. If we did <laughs> not, the person who donated money and land could take it back. <laughs> this is real. His, his, and I don't, and I, this will be slander, but I don't care. His methed out grandson was there once probably a month and would count. I would see a guy with a notepad and a oh pencil and count monkeys. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes there would be one less monkey than there should have been. Hey, one time there were 49 monkeys. Oh shit. And we had 10, I'm not joking, we had 10 days to get one more monkey. A monkey, <laughs> gave, a monkey gave birth and had two baby monkeys. So we were okay. Yay! So, but then they were over the quota and they had to kill a monkey at the end. Yeah. Well, we we got um, this was in Orange County and we got ant eaters at the zoo, but uh, you had to like donate a whole bunch of money to name them, and so the University of California Irvine, you see Irvine, their mascot is the ant eater, so they they donated a ton of money to name one ant eater Peter, which is their mascot. And no one would name the other anteater. So we had one anteater named Peter and one that was nameless. So I just told people its name was The Undertaker. And <laughs> Here we have our anteaters, uh, Peter and Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Peter the anteater. Yeah. So there you go. That happened at the zoo. Thick, I don't work Peter. How is your brother's thick penis, Brian? What? How's your brother's thick huh? dick? He was in Vegas with me. He's very thick. It's good. Oh yeah, he's in Disney World right yeah. now. Yeah. Shouts out. Disney he World. Dis I've, I've been there. I've been to Disney World twice. Never been to Disneyland though. What? Been to Disneyland way more than twice. Never yes, been to sir. Disney World. One day we're gonna have to do that Disneyland. Hell yeah, dude. Disneyland. Uh Brian, you wanna answer yes. that there question from our good friend Dizzle in New and in, in New Zealand? What was the question again? If you could show a video game developer, a vintage video oh, game yeah. developer, during the beginning of their career, uh, a game from their current uh, portfolio, what would you do and why? I think I would show the, the person who created Pokemon what Pokemon looked like right now and said, did you ever expect this to change? <laughs> <laughs> Brian's going off to Game Freak. Shit. Dude, that's pretty good. <laughs> Look, it's exactly the same. Do you think we would, like, do something else with it? Because we aren't. <laughs> Are you guys looking forward to X and Y? No! Oh. Yeah. I hope you were happy with the first draft of your video game, because it just continues. I love that first draft. Yeah. Oh, me I too. Me too, but then each subsequent draft is the same as the first draft, so I don't... Every Pokemon game, I do the exact same thing up until... I think the last one, the one that came out last year, because one comes out like every year, right? Well, I think I mean, one comes out every year. We had black and white two last year, right? Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Two years ago, I got black and white, and I played it, and the same thing happened when I played Emerald and Diamond, or whatever it was called, Emerald and Pearl and Diamond, those three. I get 
three or four gym trainers in, and then I go, oh yeah, I don't care. There's still like two more. No, there's still like, is there four or eight? Or is it six or eight? I think there's eight. Yeah, okay, so I'm halfway there. Still gotta level up this guy, huh? Yeah, I guess I'll just play like anything else. I already beat this game. Because it's all the same. You, you fight the eight bosses, you fight Team Rocket, then you go and you do the master uh, poker trainer thing, and then you win. It's like somebody keeps writing the same book and then releasing it under slightly different titles. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes. I like it. Good game, though. Absolutely! I still... I, every, every few years, let's say every four to five years, I'll replay Blue, and I love it. Uh, I loved Silver and Gold as well, and Yellow was fun, too. But I've never played one since then. Nope. The only reason I started playing Pokemon again was because they remade uh, Silver and uh, and Gold, but then I went, oh, you already played this. Yeah. So, stop. And I did. I sold that game. Hey, Zach. Yep. Can we do a gaming cult double on that their fanfic, my brother? Oh, dude, talk? the first one was such a fucking failure. It's Zach, can we do a double up? Can, what, can we... what will we be fanficking? Well, if you remember back to an old episode of the, our dearest gaming cult podcast, we did do Pokemon. You did do that Brock soup. Hmm. I did do Brock soup. Can we get an ad lib right now? Uh, of what Brock uh, soup? I mean, we've done Brock soup. It's... Done Brock. Where do we go from Brock soup, Zach? Where do we go from Brock soup? It's difficult because you can't really go far from Brock soup. Do you want me to just count down from seven or what? Uh, I don't know if I can do it. That's the thing. We're, we're putting you on the spot. Are you right? Ready, boys? You ready? You want to do that seven countdown? Yep, Brian, oh, count down here. We'll go back and forth. Ready, Brian? Okay. Okay, you start. Seven. seven. Shit. Okay, you start. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Four. No. Shit. Five. Every Fuck. fucking okay. time. Uh, I'll start. I'll start. Seven. Six. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. Zero. Go. Prepare for trouble and make it double. Wait. No. Hold on. Let me start again. Okay. Countdown. <laughs> Seven, six, five, four, three. Two, I gotta restart the battle music. Seven, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Go. Prepare for trouble and make it double. To prepare my anus for devastation. To to allow my face to undergo spermination. To announce the evils of spooge and love. To extend our dicks to the stars above. Jesse and James locked eyes. The business was lucrative. <laughs> They had finally done it. They had finally struck it big. What are we going to do with all these Arboks, Jesse? As after uh, Jesse had left her Arbok at the daycare center and had come back to a large <laughs> swarm of eggs. Alas, a business venture they saw. Ekans happened to be shaped in a very convenient mold, so to speak. Something akin to a girthy, swarthy Kangaskhan dick. <laughs> However, Undergoing this adventure, Meowth thought. Yeah, where do we go from here, guys? From there, Meowth prepared. Ditto. It was an even more lucrative business. Using Ditto, you could fuck any Pokemon that you want. <laughs> <laughs> Alas, Ash got it. Ash got it. Ditto. Oh, fuck it. Fuck it. This sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I can't double up! I can't do it! Fuck it! Oh. I'm done! I'm done! Fuck 
I was Turns gonna do the aristocrats again, but I can't <laughs> say <laughs> Turns out Brock Seaman is the soup, the end. Yeah, turns out Brock's soup. Fuck you. It's <laughs> I've been so busy, man, it's just in my head it's going thousand miles a minute because I've got to deliver a presentation in about an hour. Oh, oh man. Fuck. Holy shit. Zach the priorities. The important thing is that you tried. I've failed miserably. I just wanna tell everyone I'm really sorry that I fucked up. It's it's unlike me. Eric? Yeah. A dear question. <laughs> a question from our dear New Zealand viewer, Dizzle. <laughs> a dear question for a dear boy. <laughs> I thought you Shut said up! Question. Me too. I, th I, I really thought it was an idea or a question. <laughs> uh, Dizzle's question. What do you think? Which ve which developer would you show that oh, game? I, I already said I said SimCity, man. Oh, that was you. Sorry. I thought that was Zach. I Zach. Agree. It was both of them, remember? Yeah, me and Zach are, are agreed. We're, we're a unified front, bro. Yeah, aren't you paying attention? Come on, fuck. this is your fucking deal, dude. You gotta, like, wake up. I know there are birds outside your window, but fuck. <laughs> I know you're cutting the sleeves off of all your t-shirts, but Jesus Christ. I know you're looking at the birds and going, I want to date all of you, but you can't do that. I know you make your hair like a I'm nest so it. it would sit on your head. <laughs> Just stay away. I'm gonna get to him. I'm gonna get him. <laughs> uh, I would go back to Tezuka-san and Miyamoto-san back in the mid-80s. I'd show them Super Mario Galaxy and said, hey, keep out the good work. I thought you were going to say something like Mario Tennis. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, got to keep it positive. Got to keep it based. Hey, Mario Tennis is good. Positive. Mario Tennis on the 64 was great. I'm going to show them the Virtual Boy and tell them it's from 2015. <laughs> <laughs> Gunpei Yo Yokoi, this will be the end of you. They have no idea. Poor Gunpei Yokoi. Rest in peace, Gunpei Yokoi, creator of the Game Boy, and unfortunately, the Virtual Boy. <laughs> he had dreams, man. Yokoi had dreams. Death was welcome. Did, did he think that we were really going <laughs> to carry that around places? Who the fuck knows, dude? <laughs> Five foot tables everywhere. That was his vision. Yep, you're right. Wow. Uh, thank you, Dizzle. Three dimensional. Thanks, Dick. Album recommendations. Classic album recommendations. From any genre, any time period up into and including the present. Brian, what is your album recommendation for episode 24? I have one that is one of my favorite albums probably of all time. Uh, I, I had it like maybe six or seven years ago and then uh, my hard drive went corrupt and I lost this album among others, which is kind of sad. But my buddy was selling a few of his records and one of the collection was Hurdy Gurdy Man by Donovan and oh, wow. uh, that is a that is a record that I've been trying to find for as long as I've been like collecting vinyl records um, it's it, it's such a good album I I love every single song on it uh, the the title track I think everybody's heard which is the hurdy gurdy man and it goes it just goes weird weird places it's in some ways it's like really you know heavy and garage rock sounding and really psychedelic and weird and other ways it's like super folky and light and you would imagine that little pixies were dancing around when you listen to it um sometimes it, it gets goes, too twee with donovan yeah it, it, it goes all over the place mm. um really really like it uh it it's an album that i think a lot of people don't realize how important it was because I believe that's where Jimmy Page met, like, John Bonham, and, like, that's where Led Zeppelin kind of started. 
and you can see a lot of the influences from that album. Uh, like basically the entire, I think, yeah, the entire band was like in some way affiliated with working on Hurdy Gurdy Man, and I think you can you can hear it in their sound uh, in some of their stuff. But yeah, uh, that would be my album recommendation. Check that out. Thank you very much, Brian. Uh, Eric, can you give I, us some music? I actually, I have so many albums to recommend, like this this week, like so many. But I'm gonna narrow it down to two. Oh yeah. <clears throat> uh, like Brian was saying, we have a friend who sold a bunch of his records. He's just getting rid of a bunch, and he turned me on to a couple of these bands. The first one is a band called Granicus from Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, they're from the early 70s, very early 70s. Uh, they are a very 70s sounding rock band. They kind of had like a, almost like a, like when Zeppelin kind of like unloads, they have like that kind of sound to it. It's really cool. And uh, they only have one album. They had one album and then broke up. So no more, no more Granicus, but that was, I highly recommend their self-titled album, Granicus. And then the other one, that I recommend is uh, Leaf Hound Growers of Mushroom or Growers of Mushrooms. So Leaf Hound Growers of Mushrooms is a fantastic like psych rock, like stoner rock album from uh, the early 70s. They have uh, this song called Freelance Fiend that I really like. Growers of Mushrooms is really out there. Stagnant Pool. It's a cool album to put on and just kind of like vibe with. It's just, it sounds great all the way through. It's fucking rad. So check out Leaf hound growers of mushrooms. What do you think that's about? Who even know? I like it, man. Getting obscure. Nice one. Trying. Zach. Trying to be the totally opposite of obscure. I'm only saying this because I, me and my friend went. He picked me up last night when I was really drunk, and he blasted it, and I scream, and I knew all the lyrics to two of the songs, and we screamed it all the way across Sydney. Um, the album is Fallen by Evanescence. Oh my god. Dude. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Fucking I'm hell. You, like bands from the early 70s that had one album that didn't go anywhere and broke up and you're going uh Evanescence. Yeah, you mean, fuck you. I, fuck you. I'm going down under. I'm disappointed in my brother. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have no shame. Are you so going, proud right now, Jake? Going under's fun. <laughs> Life is in the Daredevil movie. Holy shit. Mary Mary quite contrary. How does your garden grow? Uh, thank you, Zach. Um, Orteca just released a new album. It's called Exile. It came out on Warp Records. Orteca, one of the forefront uh, groups in the electronic genre, whatever you want to classify it, IDM, whatever. I don't, I don't care what you want to call it. Electronic music. Orteca do it. They did it with Exile, just like they did it with Oversteps and Move of Ten two years ago. This is a double album came out on CD, vinyl, and download. You can go to uh, uh, warp.net or bleep.com and go check it out. Every Orteca album, one thing you need to know if you're getting into Orteca, it will never sink in on the first listen. But that second listen and every listen after that, you will get so enveloped in what they do. It's amazing. It's another masterwork of theirs. Orteca XR. You want to know how to spell Orteca? A-U-T-E-C-H-R-E. Love it. New Orteca album. Always an event for me. Um, before we go to what we've been playing very quickly, a big shout out to everyone who's been doing fan art for us and fan videos. There's been this huge influx of people making videos for us and fan art and we love it. Everyone's doing the Grandpa Ermanados. 
shouts out to Kendall Fox for his Ermenado. Shouts out to Stevie B from the UK for his Ermenado. Shouts out to Thomas Muller uh, from Sweden for his Ermenado in Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Uh, <laughs> I can't believe it. Shouts out to Ethan Avila for his two hearts. Zach Innes. Uh, oh, yeah. Photoshoppery, much appreciated. <laughs> Shouts out to uh, Mike Bottomley for drawing us all, for getting bored in class and drawing us all as uh, gaming consoles with beards and hair. <laughs> <laughs> Love that one. Thank you, Mike. Cool. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Stu, who was. Fuck it, I'll just call him an in house gaming cult artist at this point. Stu from the UK. Stu uh, Lowe. He did that uh, Gaming Cult Podcast Stray Edition uh, Street Fighter spin-off thing, which is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, awesome. Oh, that was yeah. so cool. He did that. Uh, he's just put a new one up now, which is a Gaming Cult Podcast logo, which is fucking amazing. If you look in the background, you'll see a lot of cool sort of inside references to past episodes. So thank you again for that, Stu. Uh, people have been doing uh, viewer videos. Because, Eric, you know there are viewers, and they view that GCP. Yep, and we need to, we need everyone to go and listen to those videos. That's right, they do it on the regular. So thank you to uh, Dr. Mr. Ryan Reed. Thank you again to Stevie B. Thank you to, uh, I think it's Max. Max, who sent us another one. If it's not, Max, if I'm getting your name wrong, just message me. I'll, I'll fix that up in the next episode. I'll give you a proper shout out. Lots of uh, viewer videos. Thank you very much. Uh, people have been making more fan videos. Big shout out to Rob Piggott, aka Jedi Fan Four Twenty One, who I'd say most hardcore Mega Sixty fans would be well acquainted with, and most r hardcore Rooster Teeth fans as well. Um, he made us a couple. He's been making those Gaming Cult Podcast fan fiction theater videos. He did one for King of the Hill, which was fantastic when we had Mauricio and uh, Jason on. Yes. On the, on the last episode. And he's just made one for the uh, Shrek X Shadow fanfic from episode 25. Uh, which, which my girlfriend loved, by the way. It's so good. Rob's got more of those coming, man. He's 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 doing that he's doing that fan fiction theater officially now. We we love Thank the you. videos, keep them coming. Uh, but yeah, Rob, Rob's got some other things coming too. He's he's got more of them fanfics. They're on the way. Yeah, there's more, but God, it would take me so long. But thank you. We love mm. every message we get. We love every bit of fan art we get. Uh, every little tweet. Every little everything. We love it. Yeah. Uh, so shouts <laughs> shouts out to all the viewers, listeners, perpetrators. Bad boys, rude girls, you're out there. We love you. We're doing games now. Okay, games, where have you been playing video games? Do you like video games? Zach, where have you been playing video games? Uh, I did it. I did Autosim. Autism's all I've been, like, playing. <laughs> I'm not joking. I've been searching this game to, to just find out how to break it. Jesus, dude. And Arkham well City, which is cool, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Zach. Eric, what are you uh, doing? Just, uh, Metal Gear Rising, Max Anarchy, uh, Flick Home Run on my iPhone. <laughs> right. Uh, I've been playing also lots of Metal Gear Rising. Um, played God of War Ascension, pretty good game. Almost done with Dead Space 3. Um, just downloaded a couple of the new Plus games from uh, PlayStation Plus, The Cave, and another one which escapes me right now, but I'm going to check those out uh, after this podcast. And uh, Simpsons tapped out on the iDevice. You add me on your Simpsons iGame, D-U-B-Y-O-N, we'll share cities, I'll vandalize your city hall. Um, my city looks like shit, but I don't care. I got like nine donuts. <laughs> <laughs> Everything you, you just 
that actually means something. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Excellent work, Brian. Uh, I've gotten a bunch of games. Uh, I got that huge pack of stuff from Japan, which, I'll, I'll, again, I'll have to talk about next episode because there's so much stuff that I'll go into detail on. Uh, I got a bunch of other stuff. Getting up on the Shenmue collection, getting a few of those Japanese editions. I got Pandora's, Pandora's Tower for the Wii. I got Muramasa the Demon Blade for the Wii, which is one that I've been wanting to cross off my list. Really great sort of 2D RPG kind of fighting game, but adventure as well. Kind of like that Odin Sphere game. Or Elysian, um, uh, that tail game with the fox guy on Xbox Live. That's a good game too. Um, and what have I been actually playing? I've been playing Persona 4 Golden on the PS Vita. Uh, it's my first time playing uh, Persona 4. I have, I've had the PS2 copy forever, but I love that game so much. It's as good as any other Persona game. The writing's fantastic, the voice acting, the English voice acting is actually really, really great as well. Uh, battle system's great. Uh, the soundtrack is amazing. All Persona soundtracks are amazing. Yes. Uh, and I will tell you more about that as I play it more, but that is the game that I am playing pretty much exclusively right now. I'm still playing Halo and all that shit, but yeah, whatever. Holy shit. Uh, Jay. What? You know what's happening just as we're recording this podcast? What? Australia could very well get a new Prime Minister in like an hour. Holy shit! Yep. The, the PM called a leadership ballot during Gaming Cult Podcast episode 27. Stay wow. tuned till next wow. episode, kids. As as an American, this has no bearing on my life whatsoever. Australia. Imagine if Obama that may, was a woman that may be and she was leaving. That, and That may be important for you, but we killed Osama Bin Laden. Osama Bin Laden, zero... America one, Osama bin Laden zero, Osama bin Laden zero, zero, America one. And I got both of those Cheetahman games too, complete in box. <laughs> <laughs> Cheetahman two, the lost levels, Cheetahman the creation. I have both of them. They'll someday be worth so much money that I'll be able to pay off my mortgage. Uh, this has been episode twenty-seven of the Gaming Cold podcast. Uh, if you want to hit us up, please write to us. We love to hear from you. Gamingcallpodcast at gmail.com. Sponsors, if you want to hit us up. We're looking for it. Uh, Gamingcallpodcast at gmail.com. Also, uh, we're going to be at PAX Australia in July. We're going to have that booth there, so come check us out. Uh, PAX Australia has now pretty much sold out entirely for all three days. And, and guys, don't forget, Brian Abu Chakra. 100% confirmed. 100% confirmed. 100% confirmed. Thanks, Australia. My boy. Tweet us at Gaming Cult Cast, at Eric Bador, at Zach Supreme, at Martin underscore GCP. Martin, my friend, we will see you next time. We love you so much. We miss you. At Garrett Hunter, at Dubayan. And of course, Facebook.com slash Gaming Cult Podcast, our social central hub. Give it a like if you like. Check us out on YouTube. I'm putting up them vids. We just got an R18 rating for us, uh, for games in Australia. Finally, after a 10-year battle, we can finally not stunt the entire games industry for the rest of the world anymore. Australia can't. Australia can't. Australia can't.
A big thank you to Peaches the Whale for uh, featuring her music uh, last episode. She was just a sweet little whale, and she played you that Batman Jungle from 96. You know you'd love it. This episode, we have one of the best producers in the underground house and Vogue beats scene. It is B. Ames herself. She's got that new track out. A big thank you to B. Ames for allowing us to debut this new track. B. Ames with a new track. Boom, boom. I love it. We'll see you next time, guys. I love you, B-Ames. Big ups. Much love. Yarch. Vogue down. One yeah, love. it's been a while since you heard my voice. I know.
Share with me your secrets deep inside. Deep inside. What kind of Pokemon shut, are you? Shut up. What? Shut the fuck up. You make one wrong move and I will kick your grass. Oh! Oh!